Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. I hope everyone is doing fantastic on this terrific Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. It's a little, little gray and overcast here in Eureka, California, but that's all cool. So Aaron wrote in to me with a little question. Um, feeling a little scared that her seven-year-old is having problems in school. And she says that he's always had problems, but he, she thinks that they are headed for a crisis and asked if there was anything that I had to be able to offer. So Aaron, thank you for writing in. And she said, we are losing our rowdy, happy little guy or something like that. So we want to see if we can't uh, speak to that just a little bit and maybe help Aaron and her little guy out. So first of all, if school has historically been a problem, hello there, Mimi, I see you. If school has historically been a problem, then that tells you that it is a stressful experience for him. And the focus is typically on behaviors. Remember, behaviors are a manifestation of stress and fear. So it's really easy for us to discount just how stressful school is. But if you think about all of the lights, you think about all of the sounds, you think about all of the smells, you think about all of the movements going on, you think about the temperature that goes on, you think about the fact that we get hungry during school and maybe we don't get enough to eat first thing in the morning and then you think about the fact that we have to digest our food and then you think about all the other movement just with our own bodies that we go through. There are lots of sensory experiences that children go through within a school system, within a school environment that are over overwhelming and taxing the window of tolerance. Remember, we all have a window of tolerance for how much stress we can handle. So if your little guy is waking up first thing in the morning, that's the first thing I'd want to do is I'd really want to judge and see how's his sleeping, right? Let's back up because I call that the A to Z principle. Before you can get to XYZ, which is the outcome, which is the behavior, which is where we usually focus on kids. In, in our society, which is where schools usually focus on the behavior before you can get to XYZ. And most of us learn this in kindergarten. You have to do what? You have to start with A. So you start with A, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's the process that dictates the outcome. So if we're having problems in school, let's start looking at the process that's leading up to the outcome. So the first thing I wanna do is I wanna pay attention to what's going on in the evening. I wanna make sure he's getting a good night's sleep. I wanna gauge how he's feeling when he wakes up in the morning. Is he happy when he wakes up in the morning or is he cranky? If he's cranky when he's waking up in the morning, then you're t and that's telling you right away that his circadian rhythms are disrupted and he's probably not waking up in a real, in a regulated way to allow him to go into a classroom with a really sufficient window of tolerance. So that tells you that you probably have to make some tweaks and adjustments on the nighttime and on the morning time when you're waking up at seven years old. If he's having problems in school, I'd love to see you giving him a bottle first thing in the morning. Before he gets out of bed, before he wakes up, you go in, you stroke his back, you rub his hair, you hum to him, give him a nice bottle of milk with a little vanilla in it, a little molasses in it, 
something sweet to trigger that oxytocin response and that connection with you that holding with you first thing in the morning is going to turn it's going to turn that those circadian rhythms there's a little part of his brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus little nerve structure that controls the, the circadian rhythms it's going to take that suprachiasmatic nucleus and it's going to dial it up real slow right now it's probably dialing up real fast or it's not dialing up at all so i'm not sure but that will help him go into the morning in a more regulated calmer way make sure he gets a good breakfast let's eliminate sugar get him some eggs get him some bacon um if it's sugar make sure it's fruit it's natural sugars uh maybe a protein drink would be good um Cook the eggs in coconut oil, so get him some good fats. Maybe avocado. Maybe he doesn't like avocado or the texture. Maybe you can mix up some salsa or something for him. But get him something really solid for for a breakfast that's going to be high in fats and high in proteins because his brain's going to rely on that and need that for energy. Carbs is just going to jack his it's going to jack his hype his his sugar, his blood sugar up and then he's going to have a crash. And when he has a crash, that's going to lead to more irritability. And so I want to do that first because that's those are the things that you can really have some control over as a parent. The next thing you want to do, if he's historically had problems in school, I want to make sure he has an IEP. If he has an IEP and if he's got any kind of trauma history, he qualifies for an IEP. So advocate for that IEP and then make sure that we address a couple of very specific issues. In school, transition is always going to be the big one. So transitions first thing in the morning, who's meeting him as soon as he goes into school. Uh, and then there's the groups. What, how many kids is he interacting with? We want small groups. We want one-on-one -on -one with him. We don't want him getting overwhelmed. In the cafeteria, maybe he goes to school and he eats breakfast. Maybe he goes, you know, he eats, eats breakfast, uh, lunch in the cafeteria. Make sure that transition, that someone is really uh, assessing for that transition and he's sitting in the same place every single day in the cafeteria. C school cafeterias are so stressful. If you haven't been in one, in the next week, I want you to go to a public school cafeteria at lunchtime. Bring some snacks for the kids. If you've got kids in public school, go sit down and have lunch with them. You will see how overwhelming that is. And then, so make sure you create that consistency around that first thing in the morning, around the cafeteria, around the groups, like lower the number of kids that, he, that he's interacting with. We wanna kinda of dial that down so it's not so overwhelming. And the other thing is around recess. He probably needs a more designated area on the playground instead of having the whole playground to run around in. He needs a more designate, designated contained area which reduces the stress that he has to feel, to feel threatened by. Remember, he's probably got a really sensitive amygdala. If he has a really sensitive amygdala, he's going to be looking for stress all the time. The other thing I really want to recommend is try to get that homeroom teacher or try to get that school counselor to be a real solid connection point for him. Now, I said one more thing. The, the second one more thing I want to recommend, a phone call at midday or mid-afternoon goes so far. Just call the school. Don't ask for permission. Just say, hey, I need to talk to Sammy. And they'll say, okay, I just need to talk to him real quick. They'll call him down or they'll have him call you back and just say, hey, buddy, I love you. I'm thinking about you. I hope you're having a great day. And I look forward to seeing you when you get home from school. I don't know the history, but with children who have stress sensitivity and they have a great deal of fear, a phone call mid-morning, mid-afternoon goes a long way. So 
couple of things for you to try. Remember, he's utilizing his window of tolerance. So when he goes to school in the morning, he's got a window of tolerance. If stress is too high for him, if he's getting overwhelmed, the window of tolerance is wearing down really quick. And when the window of tolerance gets small, that's when he's going to be more sensitive to stress. That's when he's going to act out more fearfully. And that's when his behaviors are going to come out. So, Aaron, I hope that's helpful. Um, just remember, guys, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same experiences, um, blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Here's my little buddies want to say hi. Come here, you can say hi, hi. to the camera. <laughs> he took off. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or we can stop, we can slow down, we can take three to ten deep breaths. We can ask ourselves, what part of the process can we bring more regulation to? What part of the process can we create more oxytocin? What part of the process can we have more flexibility and create more understanding? There you are. Wave to the camera. Say hi. Tell them your name. David. David. All right, David. <laughs> what part of the process can we master the most to help impact the outcome? Don't focus so much on the outcome. Take those three to ten deep breaths. Slow yourself down. Get your thinking online. Get your short-term memory online. Don't worry about X, Y, Z. Focus on A all the way up to X, Y, Z. That's your process. Great opportunity to, to influence that. Big Papa loves you. God bless each and every one of you. Hope you have a fantastic evening. Tomorrow, let's see, I'm going to be landing in New York City at 4.30, which is 3. So I should be able to have uh, an opportunity to jump on here and do a daily dose with you guys. All right. Have a good evening. Talk to you soon.